Get to those in the social media. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship uh, coming to you with our Saturday night message. We thank you for once again always listen and share with your friend. We always thank you. I thank you personally for your comments, how uh, you enjoying the messages. And once again, we always want to be a blessing to you and just to share the word of God with you and just want to continue to uh, speak God's word in your life and over your life. To, and I believe that God is doing great things in your life and we need to expect great things from him because he is an awesome God. So, but we want to, this is the last and um, installment of why we need God's word. We've been talking about how we need God, why it's important, how you need to know the scriptures, what it says about different things, about the truth of God's word. You know, while we need his word, his word is truth. His word, you know, it sustains us. It has power. God's word has power. I mean, all the different things that God's word has for us. That's why we need it. So I've learned you got to come to a place where you need it on a daily basis. And it has become part of your life as you speak the word of your life and know the promises that God has given us. Through his word, it's extremely important that I've learned in my life that it's not enough just to be a Christian and know I'm a Christian and know but you know what? I've learned how to eat the word of God. You learned it to eat the word of God and know what it says and know how to go to it when you need it in different areas of your life. And this is what we've been talking about is know that you need it know that that you have to make it a part of your your daily your weekly um all year round life spend time in the word of god know that it's just not just any other book but it's a book that the bible says it's alive and it's powerful sharper than a two-edged sword and so our last installment we want to talk about why we need god's word and we want to talk about why do we need it and we're talking about tonight, it says God's word soothes us in grief. And I think this is extreme form because all of us, all of us, um, you're going to experience some people dying in your life. I mean, you know, we all have to leave this earth and sometimes we uh, deal with death. Sometimes we feel like people have left you early. Sometimes it's unexpected. Sometimes it is expected, but how do I get through the grief? You know, some of you that I know, you know, have I recently experienced um, some grief. Somebody died close to you in your life. And, and so as believers, you need to know the word of God, what it says. And I want to read this scripture from the beginning. It says here in Philippians 1, 23, it says to depart and to be with Christ. It's far, it's better by far. And I know sometimes we don't think that, but just to get into this is when, when death takes someone we love, we can, we can't, we can stand on God's word. We'll all have to deal with grief at some point in our lives. It's not, it's not a quick and easy process. And, and there are many stages to grief and we might go through these stages more than once. Okay. But we need to give ourselves permission and time to grieve. So we're going to experience death. 
you know, but you, this is where we need to stand on God's word because all of us going to experience this some point in time. And like I said, it's, it's not a quick, not a quick process. It's not, you know, I, I dare not rush you through your grief. You know, it's not a quick process for everybody. Everybody processes grief the same way, but, and it has, like I said, it has different stages here. But give yourself permission to grieve. Um, I think sometimes as Christians, we think that, hey, you know, because I'm a Christian, I should be able to handle it strong. You're not going to cry. Um, you don't need to talk to anybody. You know, you know, sometimes you may have to talk to, you know, Christian counselors or Christian counselors or a friend, somebody close to deal with that grief. But understand that it's going to come. However, though, uh, however we're feeling, we need to stand on verses such as, and we want to get into these verses. I want you to listen to this verse. And it's this First Thessalonians uh, 4, 13 and 14. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says here, uh, brothers and sisters, we want you to know what will happen to believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and was raised to life again, we also believe that when, when Jesus returned, God will give back, come back with them, the believers who have died. So I want you to pay in the description because this is the thing we need to understand. It says that we, it says here, the believers who have died, so he said, I want you to know what will happen to believers who have believers who have died so you will not grieve like people who have no hope okay so we want to know that if your people the, the people the person who died in your life if they was a believer okay we don't grieve like there's no hope okay we don't grieve like we're never gonna see them again we don't grieve like you know what all this loss nothing you know it's just we have no expectation of seeing them again and understand we don't grieve like that because we know that for believers death is just a transition into eternity we know you should know that hey you're going to see that person again and i know i understand that sometimes people die um sometimes it's a little tougher when people tragedy happens with a car accident, um, murder, um, you know, things that just catch us off guard. And those things, I understand, hurt more versus somebody that, you know, maybe you expected to see, even though that stuff, but when you expect it, it's a little less, you know, you can deal with it better. But understand, we don't grieve like that. And maybe you're in depression because of that. And believe it, you know what? You should, if you're in depression right now, you should stay in depression. You should take this, what Paul says here in First Thessalonians 4, 13 and 14, that, hey, don't grieve like there's no hope. Don't grieve like you're never going to see them again. I understand that you're going to miss them. But don't grieve like you're never going to see them again. Grieve like, you know what? I'm going to miss you here on earth with our time here. Maybe you feel like it's cut too short, but you know what? The hope is that we're going to see them again because it says that for since we believe that Jesus died and was raised again, we also that 
when Christ returns, God will bring with him the believers who have died. So it's like, hey, the same way Jesus died and came back to life, that person that died in the Lord, you know what? That day is going to come when we're going to see them again. Okay? Well, you're going to go see them again. And so this is the this is the hope that we have. We should be expecting, you know, to, to see people, the people that, that died in our life. And so this is what we need to um, understand. And so this is what he's trying to, to let us know. Hey, you don't, you, we don't grieve like that. We don't grieve like that. We grieve differently than what the unbeliever because they don't have a hope. They don't have the hope that, you know, they're going to see that their loved one again, that, you know, one day that we're going to meet back up. So this is the scripture that we deal with, we, we have to say, you know what, we don't grieve like that. This is Paul's way of thinking here is, is, is not the most common way of viewing things. So this is not a common way of viewing things among even among Christians. We don't view it this way. Okay, we don't view it as, you know, we're going to see him again. But this really is um, impeccable logic. Think about what Paul, Paul said, you know what? I'm not going to grieve like unbelievers. I know I'm going to see my loved one again. If we seriously thought about what the scripture teach us about our life with Christ after this physical life, we will all think like Paul. See, we don't, we don't, we always focus on here on this earthly realm, but the Bible talks about how we should have um, perspective of the, the eternal, okay, the eternal weight of things. How the Bible says, hey, the things here on earth are temporal, but the things that are eternal, you know, the things that here on, um, it says the things that here on earth are temporal, but the things that are eternal, they, you know, they, they go far back. So this is the way we got to look. We got to look at things from the eternal perspective to know, you know what, we're going to see that person again. And the, the things prepared for us, okay, are so wonderful that we can totally comprehend, we can't comprehend than with our finite mind, okay? We can't comprehend with our finite mind the wonderful things that God has for us in eternity, okay? Because what, John 14, too, he says, he told his disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. Okay, he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Okay, let me go ahead and, and, and go to that. Let's look at that. Let's look at you know, John 14, Gospel of John 14, and he tells them, you know, how we feel. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. He says, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If there were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will all will always be with me where I am. And you know the way that that you and you know the way to where I'm going. 
So he tells them, you know, hey, I got a place prepared for you. Somebody said a long time ago, I don't know who coined this tree, but heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. Okay, so we understand, so we can uh, have assurance in that, that, you know, what, well, when our loved one dies, somebody died close to us, you know, they've gone to be in the place where God is. And we're going to go also one day to be with Jesus. Okay. So, but I, I said, I'm the finite minds can't comprehend that. But we, we need to value our eternal lives more than our temporary lives. Okay. So we need to value our internal lives more and our temporal lives less. So learn how to place value on your eternal lives more, you know, than what's here on this earth, which is temporary, which is temporal. This is what we need to focus on. And so, and this will, will solve many problems and remove a lot of the grief that we have if we focus on the eternal. Okay. And this is what we have to do. And this is, once again, and how do you do that? You go by reading these scriptures we just read. You know, I just read, you know, John 14, 1 through 4, you know, reading um 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, 4. This is why we need God's word to keep us, to help us understand that when we lose loved ones who have died in the Lord and gone to be with Christ, know that, hey, one day we're going to see them again and focus on that, that reunion that you're going to have that reunion that you're going to have with that loved one. Okay, so let's let's read also, let's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 42 and 43. It says here, uh, our earthly bodies are planted in the ground when we die, and they will be raised, raised to life forever. Think about that. I it's just like planting, just like planting a seed. It says, I, you know, hey, our earth ball are planting the ground when we die, but they will be raised to live forever. Our bodies are buried in brokenness, but they will be raised in glory. They are buried in weakness, but they will be raised in strength. Think about that. So when we think about, you know, sickness and all kinds of things, yeah, the body was broken, the body died, some type of cancer, you know, some type of sickness, it died, okay? Body was buried in brokenness. And so sometimes we think about, we angry about what took the loved one away, you know, but it says, but we will be raised in glory. We'll be raised in glory. That day is coming where that loved one, their body is going to be raised in glory. It said they, they died in weakness. Okay, dying in weakness. We saw, you know, and it's, I know it's tough to watch um, a loved one, you know, cancer eats the body or some type of sickness eats the body or, you know, watch, you know, that their life just slowly um, just go away. And that can be tough. But understand here, but here's what we need to focus on, but they will be raised in strength. That day is coming where they're going to be raised and strength man that's awesome so understand that hey it's going you're going to be raised in strength 
It's going to be raised in strength. And this is what we this is what we need to hold on to. This is why we need God's word to read truths like this about the Bible to keep us focused. Because when you here's what's going to happen. If you're not focused on these promises, if you don't know what God says in his word, read these scriptures, then what are you going to you're going to be left alone to your own thoughts. And this is where depression comes in and you have all type of um, mental and emotional, um, you know, sickness and disease. And that's not God's will. Because why? Because your your mind is left to focus on the temporal, the things that you saw, the things that the diagnosis and you watch them slowly, their life just slip away and you focus on that. And so you begin to just allow the enemy and that's what he's going to take you away from, you know, and take your focus off what God has called you to do. And so that's what they mean when he wants to focus on the temporal instead of the eternal. And I challenge you tonight to, hey, this is why we need God's word to get into the word to find out, you know what? Hey, what does God say about death? I know this is tough. And, you know, and go to God says, God, show me scriptures. Help me to get a revelation of what has happened to my loved one. And help me to focus on, on the eternal, what's to come, and allow me to focus on, you know, that day, that reunion, when we will meet up again, to rejoice in the fact that they um, got saved and knew you as their savior, you know, and believed and trusted in you. And now they have everlasting life. And God, now they're in your presence. And one day we're going to meet up again. One day. You're going to meet up again with that loved one. With that loved one. And I just want to go back and, and read. Let's read Philippians chapter 1, verse 23. Philippians chapter verse Listen to what Paul says here. I'm, I'm going to start in verse 21. He says, for to me, living means living for Christ. And he says, and dying even better. Listen to it. This is the language that Paul is using here. For if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I'm, I'm really don't know which is better. He said, I'm torn between two desires here. I long to be with Christ, which is which would be far better for me. But for you, for your sake, it is better that I continue to live. So notice he said, he says, hey, so that's the perspective of a believer. Listen to Paul. This is an amazing um, thought process they had. He says, you know what? Hey, I'm torn between the two. He said, I want to go and be with Christ. And that's what happens when people who are dying the Lord, sometimes they want to go be with the Lord. You know, if they, they finish, I believe that as a believer, you know, you should want to finish your assignment here, finish your race here. That's what Paul said. Also in Timothy, he says, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. He said, now I'm ready. Okay. He says, now I'm ready. 
Okay, so as believers, we should want to finish our course here on earth to finish the assignment that God has called to do. And now and then we'll be ready as Paul he says, hey, to, to be with the Lord. But he was torn, but he says, hey, it's far better for me to be with the Lord. But see, some torn to he says, hey, I, I want to be with you. He said, because if I stay here, I got more work to do. And that should be your mind. And say, well, we stay here. As long as we stay here, we should be focused on doing the work of the Lord, doing what God calls to do. And the most important thing is reaching people who know who don't know Christ. That should be our main thing is to reaching the lost, those who don't know Christ. Those because we understand that, hey, if these people who don't know Christ die without Christ, we know what their internal, uh, eternal destination is, and that's hell. You know, and it doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. You know, they you still going. You know, you don't have to believe the scripture, but this is what the Bible says. And if you believe, you believe that. But he says, I'm torn between the two. But he says, far better for me. He says, hey, I'm torn. I long to be with Christ. And this is what, what we need to adapt is that that mindset that, hey, though God soothes us in his grief. And when you read these scriptures, when you meditate on these scriptures, it will soothe your grief. It will soothe your sorrow. You know, it will help you deal with your grieving process to know and say, you know why? I understand, Lord, you know, and you know, I feel like they left my life, but you know what? They're in your presence now, and God, one day, you know, we're going to reunite again. And both of us are going to be in the presence of the Lord, rejoicing and just praising God for what he did in our lives. So Paul writes, he says, to depart and be with Christ is far better. And when we're grieving, okay, we sometimes might struggle to find comfort in these words. Um, we want the person we love to still be here with us. But when we truly know that it is better for them to be with God, um, we can begin to accept what has happened. So we struggling. Maybe you're struggling right now. You lost someone close to you. Very close. Like I said, sometimes it's unexpected. We we didn't it caught us off guard. You know, you're struggling, you know, and even though you read this word, you you you're struggling to be comfortable with these words. Because we want you want that person to be with you, especially if it's a spouse that you spent many years with, or maybe you are grieving because a spouse that you died, maybe y'all just got married. You know, not too long ago, and they died. Um, you know, and you're struggling with that. But understand to know that if they died in the Lord, they're in a better place. I know that's a cliche. That's a cliche, but Paul lets us know right here that hey, it is better to be in prison. Why? Because they don't have to deal with any, any more sickness and and the the things of this world they're in the presence of jesus and we you know we like i said our minds can't comprehend that but that is far better than being here because like i said 
when we on this earth, we still have to deal with the, the fallen nature of man, our fallen, our flaws, and things of that nature. But when we you die and die in Christ, once again, that is that's an awesome thing. That's a wonderful thing. And like I said, us being here on earth, we can't fully comprehend that. Um, and of course, I've read story or seen story where people have said they've gone and and um, died and then came back. And we hear those stories, you know, but still those people who've experienced, had that experience, can't fully comprehend what it's like. They try to explain it in, you know, with this limited human language, but they can't fully comprehend all that they saw. So it's good. It's, it's an awesome thing, but understanding how, if you're grieving right now, so you lost someone. Okay, know that God, His Word will soothe you in your grief. It will comfort you in the midst of your struggle. You know, it will minister to you in the midst of your hurt. But you have to trust in it to let God do a work in you. And once again, this is not a a quick process. You know, as I said, grieving has its stages. It has its stages. And you know what? You're going to experience those stages. But you know what? Go through those stages with Jesus. Allow him to soothe you and minister to you. And how do you do that? How do I do that? You do that through the word of God. That's why you need the word. Okay. That's why you need the word. So the word can minister to you, to your hurt and to the places that hurt because hey we like to once again we all going to experience it but know that you have help know that you have help to deal with your um situation if you're not saved if you don't know jesus christ i i present him to you right now to ask jesus right now says you know lord i believe you died for my sin and ask you to come into my heart and i receive you as my savior it's just that simple and you pray that you're a believer and then ask God to help you with the loss that you've experienced, the hurt that you're experiencing right now and watch the Holy Spirit do a work in you. He's there waiting for you to heal you and to soothe your grief and your pain. Cause maybe you're on, you know, thinking about committing suicide. And a lot of times people, that's when the enemy take you and say, you know what, since they are gone, he, he's speaking to you right now. Somebody said, you know what, since my loved one, the person who died, since they go, I have no reason to live. But I always remember this song. Um, I remember the song, The Little Boy. It says, because he lives, because Jesus lives, I can face tomorrow. It says, because he lives, all fear is gone. And it says, and because I know who holds the future, life is worth living because he lives. This is why life is worth living. Even after we experience a loss, even after you experience your loss, life is worth living because Jesus lived, because he died and he rose again. So I can go on. You can go on because Jesus lives and he has great plans for you. Okay, even though you're hurting, even though 
you experience a serious loss, get into the word of God and allow him to soothe that hurt that you're experiencing right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the people who are listening to this podcast. And for God, I pray that you will minister to their hurt. They've lost a loved one. They've lost uh, a person that they was called a spouse, a friend, a mother, a father. And God, minister to their hurt. Soothe that grief that they're experiencing. Holy Spirit, minister to the areas of their grief. And God, I thank you that you are comforting them right now. Holy Spirit, thank you for comforting them in that area that they're hurting. And give them revelation that, God, if their significant other has died in the Lord, that they are going to see them again. And God, would just minister that hurt. I thank you for speaking to that hurt. I thank you for comforting them right now. And I give you all the glory in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you for listening. Um, that is the end of this series. And we're going to start another series next week. And we just pray that you've been blessed by this series. Once again, I always encourage you to share it with someone, you know, this message with someone who needs to hear it, who needs to hear the word of the Lord and know that the God's going to speak to them through my voice. And I said, because I pray that as I'm ministering, the Holy Spirit is ministering to you and the person that you share it with. And once again, we thank you again. We'll see you again on next week, start a new series. Once again, thank you for listening. And we'll be back with you next week. Once again, thank you and bye-bye.